This is a Radio 191 FM podcast. So here's David Clark, who sat down with Michaela, Michaela sorry, earlier to discuss some of those policies. Uh, kia ora, David. Happy to wiki o te reo Māori. Kia ora, Michaela. Um, happy to wiki to you too. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll just start off with uh, more policy announcements from the Labour Party. Uh, and a bit sad news for tertiary students, the Labour Party will not be continuing fees-free into the second and third year. Thoughts on that? Look, um, I think the first-year programme has been an important success, and I really uh, mean that because I've spoken to students on campus who told me they simply wouldn't be here if they hadn't had the fee-free first year. Um, because they came uh, from challenging home circumstances. Uh, The family could never afford it. No one else in the family had been to university. Um, And so it's got people over the line into the university environment. Um, We know uh, that people who have studied at university, on average, go on to be far more prosperous and have way more opportunities than just about anyone else in society. And so anyone that can get through this far, uh, they tend to do well longer term. Tough times um, being a student, don't make any mistake about that. Um, but all of the uh, economic analysis, stats, etc., tell you that if you made it this far and you can get through your degree, um, you'll have more opportunities than most people. And so we're very focused on making sure everyone has those kinds of opportunities. Um, we've just announced some policy in early childhood education and I mean, my assessment is that most students kind of get that. They understand that um, they're lucky and they understand uh, that it's tough at the same time, but that when they get through uh, their studies, they'll have opportunities that other people could only ever dream of. Do you think Labor would ever look at fees-free again? Uh, look, ultimately, Labor's always going to ma- want to make education more affordable and accessible. That's what we do, you know. When national, if you go way back, probably before uh, just about most people listening to this were born, um, the National Party introduced uh, student loans um, and stopped making tertiary education free for everybody. Um, When Labor got back into government nine years later, uh, they made sure that those uh, loans were interest-free because um, that had been one of the biggest costs involved. Um, National got back into government and decided that, well, they were going to put some maintenance fees on those um, loans. You know, that there's kind of this tit-for-tat where they try and make it uh, more expensive for students and Labor tries to make it more affordable and accessible. You know, first thing we did uh, when we got into government was uh, increase student loans and allowances by $50 a week because it it's tough and we wanted to make sure that students had a little bit more in their pockets uh, to get through the week. So a Labor government's always going to keep revisiting those things and um, you know, certainly after we get through the COVID period we'll be wanting to look at what the opportunity is to make education more affordable and accessible for students. Yeah and I guess uh, happy that we had the Prime Minister in Dunedin recently and we saw um, coverage around the Dunedin Hospital and there was a bit of flack I think that was thrown around about um, whether Labor's failed around the Dunedin Hospital because there was that promise that the rebuild would happen in the first term so what's your response to that? Yeah um, it was great having Jacinda in town Um, she actually um, showed me a restaurant in George Street called Hungry Hobos that I'd never been to before it's a very well informed woman Um, and uh, it was a a great little uh, highlight along the way but anyway that's, that's by the by I'm off track Um, The hospital rebuild, of course, uh, is already going ahead. You can see the um, uh, demolition stuff's already started on the old town, for people who know where that is. Um, The groundwork's progressing. 
um, and the government recently approved the detailed business case and $127 million to carry on with that construction phase that started with the demolition work uh, and is now uh, involved in more contractor engagement. So things are progressing um, and, uh, you know, hard to say it without sounding a little bit political, but um, before that, obviously, the national government um, didn't progress the hospital. It was one of the things that I ran on as a candidate last election that I would get that moving uh, and it's underway and it's you know, not before time. This this project really should have been uh, started years and years ago. I became concerned as an MP in 2014 uh, when progress was stalled, um, which is you know now ancient history. Um, so I was glad to be able in government to get the project moving, to get more than a billion dollars set aside, and to get the plans developed and to get the demolition going and the uh, groundworks and construction stuff. So uh, it's happening and it's exciting and it's really important actually for health sciences at Otago uh, as well as the people of the south making sure that we have a decent modern hospital. It's getting close to election now, it's under 30 days I think and so what is your pitch to voters, why are you better than your other opponents for Dunedin? Oh look, um, Dunedin needs strong local representation, I've got a track record of that. Um, The hospital is something that I campaigned on and got moving in government, Uh, that's plain for all to see. Um, I've also uh, wrote a policy in opposition called Code, which is about setting up a centre of digital excellence in Dunedin. That's been funded now. Uh, And so for those who are in the gaming sector, um, they've got resource and support. Invermay was a local agricultural hub that I petitioned to save and has been saved just in the last couple of years. Um, I will continue to be a strong local representative for Dunedin if I'm given the privilege of being re-elected. Um, I love campus and, and um, you know, obviously as a former head of Selwyn College and a, and a student who spent uh, 13 years uh, enrolled at Otago, uh, I'm pretty attached to the place. Um, and so uh, I, I regard it as a real privilege to be the MP that's around on campus and representing uh, the student body and uh, representing the people of Dunedin. Cool. Well, thank you, Dunedin. Uh, thank you, David. <laughs> I'll take uh, thank you, Dunedin. Yeah. Great. Um, I'll see you next week. Great. Thank you. Thanks Kaki for the te. chance. Kakite. And that was our weekly interview with Labour Party candidate for Dunedin, David Clark, and of course, former Health Minister and as we just heard at the end there, Otago Local has been here for a while and uh, at Selwyn College and, and all sorts. So great to have his views and to hear from him. Thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.